Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of A Little Bit of Everything with me, and I am your host, Angelica. This is a podcast that talks about a little bit of everything, so sit back and enjoy the show. It's 90 Day Fiancé time with my co-host, Nikki Von Queen. Why hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of A Little Bit of Everything with me and we are back together once again. Like I mentioned last week, both of us have been super crazy busy and we are back together again. So welcome back, Coupon Queen Bin. Oh my gosh, this episode, it's nuts. This, you know, the funny thing, I think this cast is giving me, what was it? Season six vibes. Do you remember where season six, like the whole cast went crazy and we were just like really asking what was wrong with the air? It's so nuts. Like, what is the matter with these people? Yeah, you know, it's just, you know, I got to say this before we even get into it. I'm glad I didn't see Derby and Miona. I was so happy to not see them on my television screen. We've been seeing a lot of stuff about them, about how he was able to sell those ripped pants for $28,000, which that money is going towards her nails and her hair foundation. I was just like, you know, just give it to charity already. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, are you serious? Like, uh. who's the dumb one who ended up buying them? Let's talk about that for a moment. Like, are you serious? So I ended up later finding out that that auction, whatever you want to call it, was to help start up his music career, which I was like, are you kidding me? Seriously? But, you know, he's, like, so out there, out there. Like, he's so, like, he's strange. He's just an odd duck. He is an odd duck. And the one thing is, I feel like TLC needs to do a little bit more research because, again, the same rumors are coming back out that the fact that they were already married and they're just doing the show for the sake of doing the show they're looking for some fame because again he is starting to do his music career again and she just wants to be a model like everyone else does and open up a makeup line and all that fun stuff it's like okay so why couldn't you start your makeup line uh be a model like I'm not, you know, the funny thing is there are models all over the world. There are models, you know, international. Why are we hearing about all these these women that want to come to America and be models? Like, and why use TLC to do it? Like, you could go to some modeling agency and say, hey, here's my portfolio. This is the work that I've done. You know, I'm not understanding why 
TLC has to be your foot in the door to different modeling venues. Exactly. Correct. And it's like, oh my gosh, it it makes me cringe because they don't want to work hard. They want the easy way out because they've seen other, you know, 90 dayers who are successful, but they still maintain a full-time job. Uh, probably, you know, gotten some opportunities here and there, but they just say, okay, let's get on 90 day fiance because we've seen how Instagram famous they get, how much they promote the diarrhea tea. They're promoting all this other stuff. And it's like, we can do something with ourselves. It's like, they want the easy way out. And I was just like, you know, I'm glad we didn't see them uh, this week. And I just didn't really you know, cause every time I watch it, I just have to fast forward because why am I wasting my time looking at their segments, knowing that I feel like this is this whole thing has been staged. I'm, I'm curious to know what you guys are thinking, because to me, I feel like we're getting cheated in some sort of way uh, because we already know we've seen the rumors. We're seeing it more come out. Okay, great. You sold these ripped pants for $28,000 instead of it opening up a GoFundMe page to start up your music career. You did it this way. Great. You know, I don't know. I'm not a fan of them. I know. I know. I am not really a fan either. It's just too much. It's too over the top. Like, so let's get to some couples that were actually on the show. Who did you want to start with? Let's start with Shaida and Bilal. Now, she's obviously super grateful for this house. She's really like, oh my gosh, like I'm in heaven. She's putting things away as we see her in the kitchen. And Bilal ends up picking up his children. This is the time that they're going to meet her. This is it. The kids are excited. They're dying to meet her. They want to know what's going on and, you know, get to see her physically. Cause I guess they've been FaceTiming. They've seen pictures of each other, et cetera, et cetera. And has obviously heard a lot from their father and they come in, they're excited. They give the big hug, family hug. And this is where I was like, Shaida, you know, cause she was she's trying really hard of course and it's not easy when you meet uh children that obviously you're gonna take into but they're not you know biologically yours and i get that she's nervous and everything but these kids are grown they're mature they know how to speak their mind and this is where i'm nervous because you know when the kids ask like do you play games and she's just like, well, not really. And she, he's like, can we play games now? And she's just like, well, you know, I, girl, just yes, I will play that, games. I think, I think that's the thing. It's like, okay, so what do you, here's the thing. You plan on having children. What do you plan on doing when your children ask, hey, let's play a game? You have a great point. And when you were saying that, I'm just like, ding, ding, because, ding. Yeah, like your kids are going to want to play games and you're not necessarily going to want to play the game at the time. So you're going to be like, okay, let's play Candyland or let's play Clue Jr. or whatever it is at the time. You know, it, 
it's just like to you 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 there are things that you do as a compromise because you love we love our children that we wouldn't normally do so to sit up there and say oh I want to be a mom and you know and I think what really got me was when she started that whole conversation with them of what do they call their stepfather and they said you know we call him by his name and so they asked you know well which to me of course seemed to be another stage thing but you know it's like well what do you want us to call you and she's like hopefully one day umi which to me i'm sorry as a mom i do not want my child calling another you know another woman mom or mommy you know you're trying to brush it off as oh it's a term of respect there are other terms of respect you can say ma'am there are other things that you can say but to be just like oh well you're gonna call me mom no I didn't like that either. And I was going to get into that too, because to me, I felt very uncomfortable. You made the kids so uncomfortable. It's like when you say the word respect to kids, you know, they take it in a certain way, but for you to say that word as like a respect for you to call me mom, I was like, hold up a second here. Hold up a second. No way. You can't force these kids to ask you to respect you using the name mom if they called me by my first name, I would be like, you know what? I'm cool with it. You know, cause again, they have their own mother and they can decide what they choose to call you. And I just felt like it was so wrong. The kids were so uncomfortable and I'm glad Bilal came in and kind of just said, you know what, let's come up with a fun name, something that we're comfortable with. Cause at the end of the day, they need to be comfortable. If they're not, they're going to dislike you for the rest of their lives they're going to dislike you in so many different ways because you are forcing them with the using the word respect as you need to call me mom and I was just like right no and 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 I mean at that point as as his ex-wife has a right to say something because she's their mom exactly exactly so and I mean causing a contention where there doesn't need to be one yeah, I totally agree with you. And I, you see the look on those kids after they were just like, so, you know, like, I felt like they wanted to say, well, you can't make us, but they're so respected. Like, yeah. they're so mature. They're very nice kids. They're very, they're, they've been brought up really well. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, these poor kids. I just didn't like how she ended up using that word respect as a way of you need to call me mom. No, if that was me in that situation, I would have been like, whatever you're comfortable with. If you want to call me ma'am, if you want to call me miss, if you want to call me, um, you know, my first name, I'm cool with it. You can't force the child to call them mom. I'll call you mom if they're not even your biological mom. I get it if later on in 10 years, they're like, you know what? We finally feel like it's comfortable for us to call you mom, then so be it. Let it be on their terms. Agreed. Agreed. Like, you know, it's, uh, I, I just see so much wrong with that. So I, I, I totally, I totally agree. You know, and then 
the whole skipping over the wanting to have children. Now, here is the thing. Um, I can't say Bilal didn't bring her there with the false pretenses of having children because remember, he did the whole pranking in the beginning, which kind of blew up in his face. But who knows? I, 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 don't, I don't know, but is she just going through this because she feels like, you know, this is what she wants? Or is this something he, they've actually spoken about? I'm curious what went down in Dominican Republic. These guys should apply for before the 90 days (laughs) because I'm just like, I'm shocked. I wonder what went down. I think I said Dominican for some reason, Trinidad, sorry, Um, because it's weird. It's, I see where she's coming from. She definitely wants children, but he's, it seems like he has said, I do want children, but when it comes to in front of family, kids and everything, and now in front of the camera, it's all of a sudden, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll think about it. We'll think about that. What do we do? What, what, you know, I don't know. We, we have to talk about it. Bilal, like, come on, man. Do you want kids or you don't? Because this woman came here and fell in right. love, apparently fell in love with you and your money and everything to have a child. <laughs> that's the crazy part so it's like I I don't I don't I don't know I don't know but yeah I I don't know do you have any more to say about this couple no let's move on now you pick the next couple oh my gosh so let's talk about Kara and oh my gosh I always forget his name because she acts like she's his mom you know Guillermo Guillermo (laughs) she's so much older than him (laughs) so Kara's taking Guillermo to go visit her family um and it seems like on the trip there to visit her family She's kind of selling wolf tickets about her uncle for some reason. And I'm not sure why. And what I mean by that, she starts telling him stuff like, my uncle beat you up. Like, I didn't didn't get the point of telling him that. Like, if, if you don't think that he's good for you, or if you don't think that he's going to be good to you, why why bring him here why keep him here like i'm not i'm not following her logic and she keeps she keeps make, making these little inflections and jabs at him throughout the night it doesn't make sense to me i'm like sitting here watching this episode as she say you know my uncle he can beat you up he can you know kill you if you wanted to and i'm just like okay I understand in this situation, if something really bad happened and he did harm to you and you're going to the family and you're going to like talk it out for whatever reason and whatever, you say that out there because you're just feeling all these emotions. But when there's nothing going on in this relationship, she could have said it differently. You know what? My uncle is very um, protective of me because, you know, whatever, she can tell the story, which we hear about it after. But like, you know, why do you have to be that way 
like, what is the motive of that? Are you trying to threaten him? Like, you know, if something he does to her, you know, he's, her uncle's going to come right after you and then tells him in the confessional that, you know, he's, he, he was a private investigator and he's trying, she's trying to explain to Guillermo, like, you know, this is what it means. And this is what he does. And I'm thinking, girl, you are just messed up. Like <laughs> there's no need for this. Like, why are you just, oh, I don't understand her. And also I don't understand the fact that why does she keep saying like, she's freaking 50 years old dating a 25 year old, or I think he's 25 or 23. I don't remember. I've been watching a lot of bling yeah, empire like, okay, that I get confused with the ages. <laughs> I think he's like 25. She's only 29 because I had to keep going back and looking at her age because she kept saying, you know, like he's so young and so hot. And I'm like, okay, what is going on? Because the way she kept making it seem as though like she's this such an older woman. And I'm like, she's not even 30. I think she's 28, no? <laughs> no, she's 29. Like, it, it's so ridiculous. No, nah, no, nah, I, I can't. I really can't with her. Now, they do have this amazing family dinner. They receive him really well. Uh, mom's excited. Uh, he's really, you know, he's got manners. He's he's just like, oh, you know, your house is beautiful. This is awesome. And they get into the questions of, you know, what he, what's his intention, what he plans on doing. It's a lot to ask somebody because we've seen this happen so many times in this 90 day franchise. And it's really hard because you just got here. You're trying to soak everything in. It's the first day or the second day. And all you can say is like, first of all, it's a dream to come here. We hear that all the time. It is a dream. But, you know, he's telling them, I would love to have a house like this. And it, it would be a dream. It's like, it's true what the uncle says. It's not really a dream. It's it's the work you have to put into work, the work to get to what you want. So, you know, I really liked how Guillermo put himself together during this family interrogation, somewhat sort of, well, I really liked the fact that he was able to answer those questions and not, you can see his real intention and the funny, go ahead. And I hate to interrupt you here, but I think Kara hasn't been, and, and, and I will have to say this, she's not the only one, but Kara hasn't been forthcoming with her family about the whole process, the K-1 visa process, because it seems like her family's under the impression that, you know, after 90 days, he's going to just be mystically, magically eligible for a green card or working papers. And it's like, you can kind of see by the look on her face, she knows, but she's kind of not told everyone else. Yeah, I I see. She's hiding a lot, which I would have thought the uncle would have picked it up for a private investigator. Because he could probably read facial expressions of people are lying you know what i mean it's part of the job no am i wrong here no i mean i i I would figure that that was part of the job but it's just really weird that he's like you know you've got to put things together you've got to you know you've got to work hard 
that's great. That's all fine and well. I mean, he may, I mean, think about it this way. We had Annie, uh, you know, Annie and David, Annie was ready to work from the moment she got here, but getting papers take time. Exactly. We use the example too of uh, Stacy and Florian. They've been in a relationship and he's been in America for such a long time that he was finally able to get his green card like what last year, so to say, because the timeline's a bit, you know, obviously behind. Um, we're behind, but the show has been recorded like year to a year uh prior to the release date. So that's a perfect example that you know, Stacy makes money. Um, they how could I say this? Like they they have money to pay for all of this fees. Like she can support no problem, et cetera, et cetera. But with a good record standing, Florian had to wait so much time to get a green card and seeing and hearing these couples right. say like, oh, you know, you got to get a job. You know, we got to do this. We need to work and we got to pay for this and we got to pay for that. It's like, who are your lawyers this season? feel like every single couple is just like, yeah, you know, you got to find a job. You got to provide. We got to work and da, da 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 And it's like, has your lawyer not told you that it may take a year minimum to like, who knows, maybe 10 years, depending on the circumstance? And, you know, I think one of the things that's getting me is, well, I will say kudos to Kara because they're one of the few that are not staying with relatives. But it's like, you know, you have, if you have to have this, this uh, co-signer, didn't this person read the papers that you said in front of them? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm confused. I'm really confused with some of these couples this season. That makes me question, like, where did they find them? And what are they, what do they want from this? <laughs> like, I'm just. Oh my gosh, Kara, like this girl believes she's like 65 dating some 20 year old, like she's Angela and Michael at this point. You know what I mean? I, I don't know what's going to happen with them. You know, we do see the part where she's trying to tell him like, you know, he's asking for a computer and he's, she's just like, well, you know, we need to buy the things that you need, not that, that you want. Like you can borrow my computer. I think I mentioned this last week, but you know, she wants to be controlling because feels being the head of household let's just say she wants to make sure that there's enough money to pay the bills because now she's obviously providing for him now Guillermo that's coming out of the fact that he's a young kid let's face it he's a young buck and he just is like okay I need this because I need to stay in communication or I need that which his needs are becoming his wants so I'm oh Okay, so here was what bugs me about the whole $1,000 computer thing. Kara, sweetheart, honey, gumdrop, lemon drop, all the sweet things that go on in Candyland. Um, there are computers out there, and this is coming from the coupon queen pin. There are computers out there that are way less than $1,000. of your budget on a computer and it is not a want computers are now a necessity so if you are looking for him even to put in a resume in the near future he needs to have his own machine 
I, I, I just, when I heard that, it, I just cringed. I see where you're saying there now that you've explained your opinion of it. And this is what I love, guys. This is what I love. I may say something to what I think, because again, this is based on all our opinions from what we see on the show. And then Coupon Queenpin comes in and she's like, oh, you know, this, this and that. And I'm like, oh, damn. OK, I got you, girl. I got you. I got you. <laughs> I'm going to say this, though. If he's just, you know, he should have waited a little bit like three months and kind of say like, or even two months, like, Hey, you know, I, I really need this computer, but you know, it's funny. Like you have to learn how to say it because it seems like Kara, when you say I need a new shirt, well, why do you need it? You know what I mean? It's like Guillermo, you should say, I'm yeah. going to need a computer because I need to start finding jobs or maybe courses that I can take in the meantime, while I'm home, dude, you got to learn how to say that. Like, you got to be more specific, not just, I need a computer because all of a sudden I bet she's thinking, well, what do you need a computer for? To video chat other women? Like you just don't know. Like maybe that's her, that's what she's thinking. And you're right. There is computers as low yeah. as $199. You can even get a tablet for less than 200 and make it into a computer because we've seen it with the, you know, the Chromebook, we've seen it with the, um, the uh, surface pro like you know what i mean he needs to learn how to say well i need this because this this, and that just don't be an andre and spend hours on end on craigslist trying to find a job when he wasn't really trying to find a job exactly i mean it's just like you know you gotta you gotta kind of learn to speak like i think i'm a granny you know it, it it's hard for the rest of us that actually realize what age we are but um, yeah, you kind of got to learn to speak. I think I'm a granny and explain to her why you would possibly, her precious, precious lover boy needs a computer or some sort of, you know, electronic device, not only to occupy his time to find, possibly find a new lover, but to also make sure that he has job security in the possible near future. <laughs> maybe they need to listen to your recent episode on your podcast guys get on to cqp moments and your episode your latest one is are you financially savvy so maybe karen guillermo might need to listen oh yeah definitely definitely that that was when i did for uh financial literacy month because that was like wow going through some things and finding out that a lot of people aren't really as savvy as they thought they were mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. anything else to add to Karen Guillermo no I was like I was over I was over them the moment they got in the car and she was like threatening that <laughs> uncle was getting ready to be like the biggest goon ever oh my god <laughs> it's gonna be like Terminator when he gets to that house but you know what it didn't happen that way. Oh my gosh. So who do you want to talk about next? Okay. This one. Oh my gosh. I, we need to talk about Eve and Mohammed. These two, I, I hope she really opens up her eyes and I'm going right into it because it really, really ticked me off. 
so they are like oh my gosh this is the first night we slept together it's so nice so great it's so nice i'm not hugging my pillow anymore i'm hugging eve and i'm so excited she gets up and she's like all right i got five minutes to get out of the store here's some eggs here's a pan here's a plate here it's this here is that and then he's like well i thought you were gonna make dinner for uh breakfast for me you know, and she's like, I got to get to work. I got five minutes. And after I got to pick up my son and then we're going to come home and have dinner. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, Muhammad, really? And he says in his confessional, you know, I really want Eve to make breakfast for me every day. Like my mom makes breakfast for me. I'm so used to that, that she's got to do it, too. And I'm thinking, what the heck, buddy? This guy is going to, I'm going to say this right now. I don't think he's going to last long. He needs to realize oh, he's a grown ass man. Grown ass man. He can make his own breakfast. But that's the thing. It's like, why are you looking for someone to love you like your mom? Like, I, I don't get that. And, 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 and to me at this point, it's kind of like, okay, you didn't find a woman in Egypt who could kind of understand your culture a little bit better. Right, exactly. And, and okay, so maybe that would have kind of gotten you with that, but now it's like, she goes, oh, I didn't get the bidet done. And he's like, oh my gosh. How could you not? Like he's getting ready to have like an adult temper tantrum over her not getting the bidet done. And so she asked him to get it done and he's super confused about how he's going to get it done. Like, okay. Oh my gosh. Watching him cook for the first time in America was pretty hilarious because it made it made me feel like I'm doing such a great job in cooking and stuff and, you know, cooking for my family in the first place. So, you know what, Mohammed, you're, he needs to become useful. And I feel really bad for Eve seeing this episode, seeing her son and how much she was ready to get emotional in her confessionals, how he needs to like step it up because there's some times where it's really hard and it's very demanding and, you know, she just needs someone to help her out and how she was explaining the inconsistency with babysitters and such. I really felt bad for her. And I'm really hoping that, you know, this man can wake up, but I feel like he's not, he wants mommy attention. This is a second child. The fact that she's got to take care of her own and take care of this man. No. And that's the thing is like, she's actually ad- adopting an adult. And, and I think what most people don't understand here, uh, please understand for those that are seriously considering the K-1 visa process, you are literally adopting a grown adult financially. You are adopting a grown adult. So with someone who has the mindset of, I want someone who is a second mother or a second father, yeah, that can be problematic in and of itself. 
because not only are you financially responsible for them for the next so many years, if they decide to never get a job, um, yeah, it, it, uh, it, it gets crazy. I personally think this is not going to work out. He's looking for a grown woman to take care of him like a child. No, I don't, I, I don't see this. And especially with her having a special needs son. Yeah, she needs to find somebody who can actually be there for her and be a helping hand, not a child. Like, come on. I really hope she wakes up this season and you know, either she's got to put her foot down and say, hey, listen, you got to like step it up. You got to help me out. Like I'm the sole provider here right now. You're not working, but you need to help me around the house. Oh, definitely. Oh, definitely. But I mean, guess what? We get to see him like flip his lid next week because she hired a technician to come in and put in the bidet. Because <laughs> he can't do it himself. And she he's upset because she's in the room with another man. Not, oh not that God. type of in the room, just like generally in the room, kind of like, you know, Angela with the on the boat with another woman with Michael thing. Just genuine, generally in the room, in the vicinity, everybody's got clothes on, nothing really is going on, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll see how that goes next week. And, you know, he's got to get used to this. Like you're in America now. Oh gosh. So we've got two more couples. We've got Thais and, oh my gosh, what's his name? Ariel and Binyam. Oh, we've got three more couples. We've got Ariella and Binyam, Thais and Emily and Kobe. What 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 is Thais's Jonathan? Fiance? Yes. I'm like, <laughs> I keep saying and you're, you're just like naming other couples. I'm like, um... <laughs> Okay. So I guess we can kind of get Ariella and Binyam out the way because there was nothing really monumental. Uh, well, it was weird. It was weird because they got the biggest, or should I say, Ariella got the biggest welcome back to America wake up call ever. Mm-hmm. Um, so they get back to New York, of course. She is ready to see her family because she thought that when she got to America, everything was going to be, going to be super amazing. Her parents rented her a, a, an apartment, two bedrooms, um, with, as they said, the fastest internet and electricity and basically all the amenities they need to survive. Because believe it or not, in certain places, there are certain amenities you don't have to pay for. Um, but what they did was they paid for deposit and first month's rent, meaning second month's rent is now on Binyam and Ariella. Now, 
Did you see the look on her face? A spoiled brat look? Like, no, you should be paying for it, like, forever? Yeah, I was like, she she really thought that, you know, her parents, she was going to come and live and live on mommy and daddy's dime. I was like, no, girl, this is not how anything works. She's like, I didn't ask anybody to get the best and fastest internet. Like, okay, you didn't ask them to, but they thought that it would help you out. And she's like, you know, I just wanted to be able to come and work on us. No, you wanted somebody else to pay for you. And here is, again, the question is, who is sponsoring this Who is sponsoring this K-1 visa? Because if she doesn't have a job, that means mommy and daddy are paying for it. I honestly think they are sponsoring because she's a f- apparently a freelance writer and not working as much. Um, and there's no way you're going to get an approval that that quickly, especially if you're doing even if you're self-employed, it becomes difficult because, you know, it changes every single month, every single year. And now a freelance writer. Mm. Yeah, I think dad and mom are pretty much financially supporting her and probably also supporting her while she was in Ethiopia. Yeah, and I think at this point, this is why they're saying stuff like, hey, no, you have to figure it out because think about it. They're paying for a nanny. They were paying, and even as she said, they were living in from hotel to hotel. So, yeah. They were paying for her to live this lavish lifestyle that she thought, thinks that she should maintain on someone else's dime. Yeah. Yeah, I truly feel like um, they really dished out a ton of money. And I get it. They do it because there's a child. There's, you know, their their grandchild. So they really want to make sure that he's been taken care of. Right. But I felt like Ariela hasn't done much effort. I know Binion's been working like what, eight jobs, like I mentioned before, eight jobs to help out. So I don't know. I'm not surprised that they said that to her again because the money that they've forked out and probably been sponsors for Binyam and their grandchild so it's not surprising to me but you know for Ariella to react that way you can tell how much of a spoiled brat she is that is very true that is very true so I don't know where this this couple is gonna go but I, I, like I said, I can see she got the shock of a lifetime. Like, I'm actually going to have to pay for something. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. So let's get into Kobe and Emily, which I was like, what the heck? Again, another couple that's just driving me insane. Now, you know, they've had their little one night together. They're all excited. They're super happy. He's excited to, you know, they're having this, his first night, his first, it seemed like it's still the first day from where we left off and they get into it. Like they just get right into it because she is, um, pumping in the living room and he's trying to explain to her, like, you know, how do I say this? 
he well the, he's the one that's that, that he's saying that it's inappropriate to be pumping why are you still breastfeeding you know back home my sister breastfed her son until eight months and yada yada and just goes on and on uh dad comes around to kind of get into the conversation while mom's watching over from the kitchen and they're having this like argument and she's from that i felt like she was a suck like <sighs> you know, it's great. You choose what you want to do when it comes to breastfeeding your child. I'm not saying she's a suck at that. It's more of her attitude. Like she's, she got really defensive and it's like, you know, I choose what I want to do, which, you know, kudos to all the women. Like you do what you got to do. If you want to breastfeed till two years old or seven, like Michael was, or 12 years old, I think it was 12 years old when Michael was, who knows? I don't remember, but you choose what you want to do. It's, it's all up to you, what you feel is best for your child. But for her, she could have, her true colors come out as a person. Like she, I feel like she's so immature. She could have said the conversation differently. She could have just said, Hey, you know what? This is what I feel like is right. But she got really defensive mode. And I don't know. I, first of all, I wouldn't be uh, pumping in front of, you know, the whole family. I'm just more conservative that way. I'm, I'm more that type of person um, because, you know, I feel uncomfortable I, I showing anything. I, I felt the same way. I was like, okay, the whole, just like, you know, and again, no one's saying anyone's opinion is wrong, but I, I would have either gone into another room. I would have, you know, put, I mean, I breastfed, I put cloth over, I did all types of stuff so it's like it's just so and the thing was he was saying it was making him uncomfortable you know this was not what he was used to and it's like you know and instead of just taking to and like he said instead of just listening to what he was saying she went goes on and says well you know what I feel like jumping on you and, 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 and slapping you or something like that. And it's like, whoa, like why, why such the hostile response? Right. Why so hostile? That was the word I was looking for. And it's very uncomfortable. Like even for myself, again, guys, we're not, we're not bashing her the way she's, you know, feeding her child or anything. It's more of the environment that she's in it's like she lets everything out in front of the parents so the parents can feel like, oh my gosh, we need to defend our Emily. It's our Emily. I feel like it was a tactic because if they were both together in the room, like what would have happened? It would have been different, I think. But she keeps saying every time in every episode, this is not the Kobe that I met in China. This is not the Kobe in China because the Kobe in China wouldn't mean treating me this way. The Kobe in China, the Kobe in China. Girl, like... <laughs> The man has but his own opinion is, to speak But the thing is, she's not the Emily in China that he met. Exactly. Because he said it, you know, she's changed a lot. And I, it's not about the looks. It's the, it's, um, what is it? It's not about the looks. I think he just said it wasn't about the looks, period. I don't think he said anything else. And I don't, now that I'm remembering that whole little situation. But, you know, the Kobe in China, the Kobe in China wouldn't be talking to me about this. Like the Kobe in China treated me so much better. 
Kobe's not in China anymore. He's trying to adjust to your living. He's trying to adjust to your culture. He's living with your parents. He's trying to be as respectful as possible. And I'm going to choose Kobe's side on this because he's really trying. He wants to be the father. He's he's excited. He was so ecstatic to be with his son, opposed to losing his son forever, which tends to happen sometimes. You know, this Kobe in America is trying to figure out what how you do things. Because the Kobe in China, you know, you guys were on vacation mode. You know, when you're dating, you're kind of on this honeymoon phase, the vacation phase. As soon as, you know, a baby comes or you're married, things change. People change. And I feel like she's not seeing that. She's like Kobe in China would have treated me so much better. The Kobe in China, you know, that should be a t-shirt, the Kobe in China. I agree. It's just like, why, why, why is, why is this, you know, there's this crazy, like, oh, Kobe wouldn't, he wouldn't have done this. He wouldn't have done that. And it's like, okay, what is the problem here? And even when they're having dinner and grandma's like, well, we all do just do what Emily says. And it's like, really? Now, the funny thing is, dad is trying to have this serious conversation, and here we go again. Dad is trying to have this serious conversation about, you know, um, Kobe taking over and caring for his family, but dad is taking care of everyone. Not to mention that she is living in their house, so... Who signed the K-1 visa process, the K-1 visa papers? Dad. Dad signed those papers. And I'm just saying it for the sake of saying it by analyzing the situation. I'm sure of it because remember what came up? She is a sometimes nanny. A sometimes nanny. Yeah, a sometimes nanny only because she can take Coben with her. So that's not enough to pay bills for three people. So that lets me know that dad was was the one that sponsored. And obviously dad is unaware that he is on the hook for 10 years. Oh, yeah, because dad thinks that Kobe is Kobe in America is going to get a work permit in like after the 90 days right and did you even see the way she was hiding her face when he was talking to him and she's like got her face to the side like oh ooh. oh my goodness I I forgot to tell him that like what yeah you know this brings up a huge question here like when you are co-signing for anything and I feel like the general listeners that do listen to us you know they you know don't you guys like don't these guys really read through the paperwork I'm sure that with whatever we've co-signed even between our spouses or partners whatever um, we read through the fine print like if he doesn't pay his part they're going to come after me for example like you know it's just like I don't understand what is like, does she, do these people come in with 
the paperwork hide or like what reminds me in the office when Dwight was trying to ask for everyone's apology and he had to get collect signatures but he would hide what this paper meant for the signature it was more for something else so he can get those signatures without anybody knowing that they signed off for the apology and that's what I'm thinking did they come in with that and put like you know um, I'm getting a permission slip, but I need someone to co-sign. Can you please sign this area and don't have to read anything else? Like, is that what's happening here? Like whoever's yeah, co-signing. And, and that's, yeah. And that's the thing is like, you have to go to a lawyer. You have to go. I'm, I'm not understanding. Yeah. Because again, another person is thinking that after the 90 days, he's going to get a work permit and start working. And now there's going to be two people taking care of this household. Uh, okay, cool. In what world? Not even Mars, because there's no living. Well, apparently they say there's living things, but who cares at this point? I'm not going to get into that. <laughs> but you get what I'm saying. It's just like, yeah, it's it's just it's it's I, I, I'm not following the logic here of these people. It's like, oh yeah, and in a few months you'll be working. Like where? How? Where is this after? What? Where does it say? I, I need. For someone to tell me where did they read that after 90 days, this person is definitely going to find get clearance. N- number one, not because I can't say that they won't be able to find a job in 90 days, because that's a possibility. But get cleared for work in 90 days. We're not talking about no cash jobs here because everyone gets caught doing these cash jobs regardless. I'm We're just talking saying, about a, a job where a you're legit, getting a, a legit <laughs> job where you're getting a paycheck, where you're getting a pay stub or some sort of direct deposit. Yeah. And you actually have a, a social insurance number that knows that you have a legit job. Yeah. Like you were given a green card uh, visa. Uh, what is it? I don't know how you guys call it. A work permit. There we go. Um, but yeah, a work permit, you know, <laughs> and an electronic inference number, something that says, "Hey, this person is allowed to work and deduct taxes from them." Welcome to America. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> like uh, again, this cast is like wishy-washy. Now, whoever's co-signing, like you mentioned, there's lawyers involved. There's this involved. Like, you know, the fact that we've seen Aswelu and Kalani's dad not realizing that he was on the hook for 10 years. And I'm thinking, dude, did you not read that? I'm pretty sure you were in that office. Like, come on, you know? So I'm curious to see what's going to happen because we do, we obviously see that process of them getting married for those who are just starting onto the show, because there've been a lot of new uh, viewers watching 90 day fiance. They are not going back to previous seasons. They're like literally watching it and then they get hooked and then they go back to watching previous seasons. Cause it was, it's been a crazy ride. It's been the crazy train for 90 day fiance. So you know, we do end up seeing most of these couples get married and we figure out, okay, what, what's the, the, um, the, what was the ending? Was there a happily ever after or was there not? So, um, if you're tuning in the first time and really watching 90 day fiance, we do end up seeing that process because I know some of you have reached out and we're like, Oh my God, how long has this show been around? Uh, it's been around for a long time. I remember the show when I was still watching 19 Kids and Counting and they were all super young and nobody was married yet. So it's been around such a long time. So it's, I'm curious to see 
how dad's going to react in every situation. Cause he did get involved last this episode in this segment of their little argument. I feel like dad's going to keep getting involved into it because he's going to defend his daughter. Um, mom, I don't know. She seems like a little bit like, you know, I'm just going to enjoy the show here and kind of have my opinions after it, but Kobe, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I, I said, I agree. Mm-hmm. I, I, I definitely agree because it's like, I'm going to protect my daughter. Like, what, what are you going to realize that your daughter is no angel? Oh, yeah. And she's been lying to you that you don't get a green card after 90 days. Or um, what else was there that he was kind of concerned? But I think the biggest thing is the job. And he does say in his confessional, like, you know, it's his little girl. He wants to make sure that someone's taking care of her. Again, this is not a man that she met in America. She brought this man from a different country and he won't be working for a long, long time. So if I were you, dad, you need to uh, find this paperwork that she signed and read it over. If you need to go to a lawyer, go ahead and get some information because this this man ain't getting a work permit after the 90 days unless there's a super emergency like we've seen in the past. I, I, still, I still have to have this. I still have this question. My question is, did anyone did did were these parents that opted out of the, you know, how to use a condom? education course in school because these people seem to not know how condoms work you know i think it's emily i feel like it's emily though yeah but i'm saying like you know we've got emily we've got devin we've got kalani we've got ariella it seems like no one knows how these mystically magical little pieces of rubber latex, you know, lambskin, they come in different colors, scents, flavors, sizes, and all kinds of, <laughs> they even glow in the darkest. I was going to say that. <laughs> like, how do you not know how to use these things? We're not sponsored, by the way, but if you're listening, we can definitely use a sponsorship. <laughs> we can definitely use sponsorship. We can help many people. <laughs> I'm saying, like, listen, it's and 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 TSA. If you are listening, we 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 will promote the fact that you do allow condoms on planes. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. And it's, I feel like it's more them, even from Love and Love and Paradise. Who was it? I forgot her name again, but um, um, uh, Ariana. Yeah, Ariana. that's right. Ariana. So it's like, again, it's, they get caught up in the moment. They're like, oh my gosh, he likes me. Let's go out. Yeah. They just don't want to but admit to their like, reaction okay, sometimes. I, I'm okay. But here is my question. And anyone that wants to answer this question is completely welcome. What makes you think that sleeping with this person on a one night stand makes them the perfect father? (laughs) That's a good question. (laughs) Because it seems like it's like, oh, I came home and found out that I was pregnant. Oh, so I'm going to marry them and we're going to live happily ever after. And they're going to be the best father in the world how exactly how what what logic like this doesn't even this 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 beats disnification by a mile 
Like, I can't even call Disneyfication on this. Like, this, this doesn't even have happily ever after written on this. I'll be honest. I've never seen this type of scenario on even in the movies. But that's what I'm saying. It's like, all of a sudden, it's like, oh, I got pregnant. Okay, so I'm keeping the baby and he's going to marry me and he's going to be the best dad ever. I've only known him for like 2.5 seconds, but he seems like he's going to be the best dad ever. How? You don't, you don't know where he lives. You don't know much about his culture. You don't know anything. I think to me, Ariana was the one that knew the most about, most about Shirlan and only because she was in, in his country for vacation for so long. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's super weird. Let's move on to our last couple. <laughs> Let's do it. Okay, so we have, Ta- okay, Thais and Jonathan. I finally got it. <laughs> so Jonathan lives with his brother who they kind of live the bachelor lifestyle, self-proclaimed. And Thais is not really happy with that. You know, she is looking to settle down, live the amazing American lifestyle and have an amazing American dream. But um, what the one thing is that we find out about Thais is that she is not only um, not too happy with Jonathan's living arrangements because she's not liking the partying every night, Um, but she's not quite telling the truth to her family about what she's coming to America for. They kind of think that she's coming to visit not knowing that she is on a 90-day K-1 marriage visa. So she, you know, she goes through and she meets with her family for the last time, you know, and her she explains that her, she has a little sister because her mom and dad divorced when she was younger, but the, her mother then had a sister um after after her her, they divorced so her sister is a lot younger than she is and pretty much lives with her grandmother but they're all you know pretty they're all pretty close so she has you know a really great relationship with them and they're all expressing how they're going to miss her and how you know It's not going to be the same there without her, which it's hard for her. But again, she has not explained to her father that she is not coming to America just to visit. She's coming to America to get married and stay. But she goes ahead. She gets on the plane, you know, and Jonathan is super excited. He even goes as far as, dare I say it, waxing his back. 
it's like it was kind of giving me big ed vibes but yeah oh god um, yeah so <laughs> he goes as far as waxing his back and he, they meet at the airport and they have the cutest connection um but it seems like she's more interested in what he has than you know because let's be real dude drives a tesla so it's like okay here we go is she here for him or is she here for the money she is here for the money let's face it like this guy buys her gifts and it's like you know, maybe you could have taken some tips, some tips, not all tips, but some tips from Bilal because anybody with money and anybody with money and you're getting into a relationship with somebody outside of the country, they are going to fall in love with you because you've got money. I don't blame them for leaving because they are in a tight situation you're not sure if you're going to eat the next day or next week, whatever. You don't know if you're going to get a job next week. Like, I don't, does she even work for her in the first place? It doesn't seem like she actually works. So I have no idea. We're starting to get to know her. Because remember, guys, this couple came in a little bit later. And I'm thinking here, of course, she's going to fall in love with this guy. She is like shocked. Like, you know, he's, he has it together. You know, his joping career came into an end, but you know, he's just like, yeah, okay. I still got the money that I had from before. So, you know, it, it may be sad to hear her dad that, you know, he doesn't even know the real reason on top of that, but it made me sad because it's like, now that I have a child, you think of things differently and you're just like, oh my gosh, like, you know, when that day happens, if my son falls in love with somebody outside of a different country, I'm going to make sure he has watched probably all 50 seasons of 90 Day Fiance when it gets to that time. And I'm going to be like, listen, you better watch out. And, you know, you have to experience it and you learn from that experience and you move on. But <laughs> She seems to me that Jonathan is her one-way ticket to the riches. This guy's got a good money. And when she's shocked to see like he drives a Tesla, it was like, oh my God, oh my God, he's not driving. What a cool car. And she's probably thinking it costs him millions of dollars because that's what they think. Everything's like millions of dollars. Right. 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 And I think that's the crazy part is that you know she's got this whole idea in her mind and she's even now remember she says her dad doesn't really like him but oh let me send a video to my dad oh look dad the car is driving itself yeah and I was just like oh my gosh you know she really is looking for that easy life kind of reminds me Who's the other Brazilian? Juliana, Larissa, you know, those are ladies that come right. from the same country and all they want is a man with money. Very true. Very true. So I'm really thinking that she's just there for the money. Like she may love him because yeah, what woman won't love a band that is going to give you all those gifts? Look at those bouquet of flowers. You can't just find them anywhere. It's got to be a specialty florist that's going to give you those flowers. Look at that bouquet. Those you know, flowers, let me tell you something. <laughs> those flowers. 
flowers are upwards of 200 bucks. Remember, guys, he does say if he doesn't work, he's losing about $1,000 a day. So you're telling me that you're making, what, $30,000 a month or something? Exactly. That's a bit of an exaggeration when you're doing like door-to-door sales, because I guarantee you most people don't even make $500 in one month. <laughs> who knows? Who knows? I don't know. But, you know, we, we love to exaggerate storylines on here. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's a thing, right? And who knows? It could have been one TLC check that paid for that bouquet. Oh, Yeah. definitely (laughs) I'm curious to see how she's going to settle in into America how is she going to be um, cordial with his brother you know there's a lot of obstacles here that she may say like you know what it's either she runs the place and he's just gonna you know tag along with her Um, they maybe maybe she will never get along with his brother that she's going to say you know what I want him out like this is my house I get to do whatever I want and this is where the problem is is that most of these 90 dayers think that you know this is my house too like I've run this place and we've seen that a lot where this is my house no this is my house too my house my house did you pay for it that's what I think. I have a different mentality. So if I was coming in, this yeah, is not my house. Yeah. You know, that person works so hard to get that house, even if you were doping through your career or not. And I strongly say doping because I'm just like, wow, you dope through it. Like you cheated the system here. What the heck's wrong with you? <laughs> so, you know, if you doped or not, and you've worked hard for it, that's your house. You know, it's never going to be your house unless you have your name on it. So I'm sorry, Thais, this is a tough one for you. I'm curious to see how she's going to adjust. And yeah, I don't feel like it's going to be okay because I feel like she's going to have that strong personality. Um, Like, you know, we've seen most women have that strong personality, even like Jasmine, you know, she's just like that. I'm painting that house the way I want it. I want those ugly colors out, that ugly couch out. You know what I mean? It's because they want to take control too as well because they've got nothing. Yeah, it's it gets it gets super crazy and super ugly at the same time. Yeah. Again, guys, this is just my opinion. I'm just saying from what I see and experiences that I've seen and heard. So it's just nuts. This cast, this season is nuts. Um, what else could we say? I'm not sure if I'm feeling okay to continue to talk about um Mion and Derby. We might just do like less than a minute and briefly review them. Because we obviously know what the outcome was like. And a lot of people are very upset by it because, you know, they want they just want to know about couples that they can't they don't see anything about them online. And yeah, this is already episode five. It's getting somewhat heated. The couples have arrived to America. Now we get to see them settle in. Exactly. Exactly. So we'll see. We'll see what we're going to do with those two. Yep. So guys, don't forget to check out CQP Moments podcast. And of course, Coupon Queenpin, which one is your other podcast again? It's called Queenpin and the Wingman. Awesome. Available on all podcasting platforms. We're a bit of a delay here with our internet connection, guys. So I do apologize if you hear or feel like, you know, something's a bit overlapping. Um, But again, we live in two different countries, so (laughs) we do this virtually. Yep, that's that's the crazy part. So yeah, you will get a few hiccups every once in a while. 
<laughs> well guys well thank you so much for tuning in sorry this episode was released a little bit later uh just so much has happened and we're trying to find a schedule that works for us but thank you guys so much for tuning in on a little bit of everything with me and that's all we have for now bye guys i'm anthony and i'm jessica with the beautiful feet podcast Hey, it's your boy Bromar, host of The Bromar Show. Hello, everyone. It's the Coupon Queen Pin from the CQP Moments Podcast. What's up, everybody? This is your boy Ken, aka The Gentleman of the Gentleman Lifestyle Podcast. Hi, this is Stephanie Valente, your local massage therapist. And, and you're you listening, are to listening to, to, to a, a little, little bit of everything, everything with, with Angelica. Angelica. That's it for now. And thank you for tuning in on another episode of a little bit of everything with me. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Just don't forget to rate, review and subscribe on the podcast platform that you're listening to.